Hey everyone, I'm so glad to be back with you guys again this week as we kick off a brand new series, uh, Prayer Matters. It's gonna be really awesome. I'm really excited about it. Um, we've been really excited and, and, and convicted and encouraged going through this and kind of walking through our study. And so I hope that the same will be true for you. I hope that you'll be excited, that you'll be encouraged, that you'll be convicted on the other side of this. But um, before we dive in, I got a question for you. And my question for you is this, do you just sometimes feel like this wall? Does your life ever feel like a graffiti wall? Does it ever feel like it's unorganized, it's chaotic, it's mismanaged, it's busy, it's unclear, or maybe it's just full of uncertainty? Um, sometimes maybe even just hard to read, right? When we look at graffiti, sometimes we're like, hey, the, the artist might've knew what was going on there, but I really don't have a clue. And sometimes our life can be the same way, just really hard to read it, really hard to understand and really hard to walk through. And, and I feel like sometimes we end up having more questions than answers, right? Questions like, man, what is going on around me? Why is this happening to me? What, what do I need to do in this situation? And then in the middle of all that, how do I get peace in a world that is just full of conflict? Well, that's a great question. And if it does feel like that, if your life does feel like that, like this wall, I wanna encourage you because you're not alone. My life sometimes feels like this wall with all those same questions and all that same uncertainty uh, and needing all those same answers that you need. And here's the beautiful thing about that is that as we walk through the series, this turns into prayer, right? Prayer can kind of unjumble a lot of this stuff. And that's our big idea is that prayer matters. Prayer is that tool that we have at our disposal in our relationship with God, where we can kind of unclutter some of this because we can look at what God really wants for our lives. And as we kind of unpack that, and as we kind of dive into that, I hope that that's clear to you. I hope it becomes more clear to me even that I get to see more and more as we dive into this series, what God wants for me and what God wants for my life through prayer. But I think if we're honest, right, we're not gonna find too many Christians that disagree with the idea that prayer matters. There's just not gonna be too many Christian circles where people are like, oh yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know that prayer matters. And, and really and truly, I think in a desperate moment, it doesn't have to be Christian circles. I think in a desperate moment, if you're not a Christian, you probably agree that, yeah, I, I, prayer, prayer matters. I'll, I'll resort to that. I'll go to that outlet and, and I'll get there. But if that's true, that we agree prayer matters, then why, why don't we do it more? Why don't I do it more? Why do I not lean into this resource, this tool that God's given me to connect to him, to talk with him, to be intimate with him more often? You know, I remember um, kind of first starting out my faith journey, right? And I, and I was getting to trying to figure out this Jesus thing and figure out how to be in a relationship with God and figure out what that looks like. And, you know, I'd walk through it and I'd feel pretty good um, about not sinning. And I'd feel pretty good about, okay, I got a pretty good idea on, pretty good grip on what the Bible tells me to do. And, and I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job at that, you know? And um, even in my study time, I feel like, man, I, I feel like I got a pretty good grip on um, what God's word is saying and how to read it and, and how to walk through that. But the one thing I did not feel good about was prayer. And the one thing I was just really uncertain about um, was whether or not I was praying the right way. And so whether it was me carving out time to pray or whether it was uh, me not believing that the things that I was asking and requesting were working or, or whether I was letting prayer transform my life, those were all things that I really, really wrestled with early on in my faith journey. And so I wanna say all that because I, I want you to be encouraged that you're not alone if you struggle with this idea of prayer. If, if you struggle with this idea that, man, I, I can take something to God but how do I do that? And, and then what happens when it's there? Or, or is that even worth it? Because one of the questions that I struggled with was, hey, if God knows everything, then why even spend my time wasted in prayer, right? Why even pray if God already knows? And, and God already knows my heart. God already knows what I'm dealing with. Those were one of the, that's one of the questions I asked. And if I'm doing my part, right, and I'm not sinning as much, then why is 
prayer is so important. Surely I'm already doing things, right? I'm already doing what God wants me to do. So then why is there such a big emphasis for me on prayer? And these are all real questions um, that I struggled with. And, and sometimes, honestly, I still struggle with, and I still feel like uh, I need more answers. But the answers are a little more clear now um, as I've matured and I've, as I've learned some things and as I've kind of wrestled with some of those things. But um, this topic is gonna be difficult and, and can be a difficult topic, especially for us as communicators, for me as a communicator, this week with you. And here's why this is gonna be so difficult for me. Because in order for me to talk to you about this, I have to first deal with this myself, right? I have to ask those hard questions before I can come to you guys with this and say, hey, AJ, are you disciplined here? Are you disciplined in prayer? Are, are you disciplined when it comes to your time being carved out to prayer? Hey, AJ, are you growing in this area? Are you growing in the area of prayer? Are you doing those things? Um, AJ, do you value this discipline? Do you value prayer? Is it something that you're passionate about that you really think God is gonna use and work in? Or, um, hey, how has this practice shaped your life over the course of the last couple of months? AJ, what can you look back on and say, man, in my prayer, I really feel like God has revealed this piece of him to me. Have, has any of that happened or have I just completely, completely uh, neglected it? And does my day reflect whether or not I know the answer to those questions? Does my day reflect the answers that I would like to give to those questions that I'm asking? Can I say at the end of the day, honestly, man, I do feel like I'm disciplined here. I do feel like I'm growing here. I do feel like I'd value this discipline. All those things I would love to look back at day after day after day and say, yeah, I can feel like these things are happening um, in my life, but I, I just, sometimes I struggle with that too. And I think that um, as we're sitting in our communicators meeting this past Tuesday and we're all kind of talking about this, I think the consensus is no one's got it figured out and no one does the amount of praying that they should do. If you look around the globe and you ask a Christian, hey, do you pray enough? I think if you were to take a survey, the overwhelming answer would be probably no, we don't pray enough. If you were to take that same survey and just incorporate pastors and ask those pastors, hey, do you pray enough? I think statistically speaking, I think we would see the answer is still overwhelmingly no. Um, but why? Why is that the case? Why, um, why do we feel like, man, if that's true about prayer, why do I feel like I don't lean into it enough? Why do I feel like prayer is so tough? Why do I neglect it so often? Why do I not see prayer as a priority? Um, it, it really is challenging. It's a convicting thing. And, and, and just to be transparent with you for a moment before we dive into the text, I was talking to a pastor friend of mine um, this past week and, and I was going over some sermon content with him and I was asking him and have kind of given him a free reign to just kind of look over and give me some advice and kind of talk, with, talk about life with him. And one of the things that ended up coming up in our conversation was that neither of us pray nearly enough over the things that we deal with daily. And so we kind of got together and said, hey, let's do this. Let's not put a measuring stick on this. Let's not put a bar anywhere on this, but let's just try to be more intentional with prayer this week and see where that leads us and see what we feel like God is doing in our life in the middle of that obedience with prayer. And, and man, the last week even has just been totally different because we've been way more intentional to both of us. And so I hope that on the other side of this, you see the questions, you see the need for prayer, and then you see the, the impact that prayer can have on your life as Jesus tries to make you more like him. But I think if we're honest, there is a season that we all like to pray, right? There is a season that we all like to lean into God for. And generally it's usually when things are not all roses. Let me give you a quote here from H.B. Uh, Charles. H.B. Charles is actually the author of a book called, uh, It Happens After Prayer. And it happens after prayer. That was the phrase that my friend and I were throwing around whenever we were going over this stuff. And, and, and uh, out of this excerpt, he writes this and he says, prayer is our Christian duty. It's an expression of submission to God and dependence on him. 
For that matter, prayer is arguably the most objective measurement of our dependence upon God. The things that you pray about are the things that you trust God to handle, and the things that you neglect to pray about are the things that you trust you can handle on your own. Wow. Let me, let me kind of put that in simpler terms for you. It, this is what H.B. Charles is saying. He's saying, hey, when we're pressed, we're going to pray, and when we aren't, we won't. Why? Why is that the case? I think it's the case because when we feel like we can't do it ourselves, that's when we resort to the God that's holy, to the God that's in control of everything, to the God um, that we really hope will make things right. But the majority of the time, if I think if we're honest, we conclude that, you know, I really don't need God in the middle of this part of my life. I, I feel like I got a pretty good grip on that. I feel like I got a pretty good handle on um, even the small things. Where should I send my kids to school? What, what should our daily routine look like? I feel like I don't really need to take that to God. I feel like I got a pretty good grip on that. And uh, I think that's why we neglect it a lot of times because there's not a lot of time crunch, uh, get down to the nitty gritty moments, but they're there and they're big and they happen. And when they happen, man, that's when we feel like we need to resort to prayer. But I wanna encourage you, we should do that all the time. We should take those decisions to God. And let me tell you, even being transparent again, I do this in my own life. Um, leading up to this conversation with my friend, I, <laughs> he was asking me, man, what is the biggest area you're praying in your life right now? And I told him, honestly, it's probably with my son. Because if I'm honest with you, parenting is new, parenting is fresh, and parenting is something that I really want to get right because I want the best for my son, but it's, it's a thing that I haven't done before, and so I don't have all the answers. And I'm sure there's some of you saying, hey, buddy, even if you have done it before, you're still not going to have all the answers. And that's, that's another concern of mine is I want to get it right, and I want Dax, my son, to, to grow up and to know God and to love God and to appreciate God. And so there's two things that I pray for him every night, and the reason I'm going to tell you them is because these are two things I can't control. And so this is me in that moment of man, I want to lean into God because I can't do this on my, on my own. And the first thing is, man, I want him to know that there's a God that loves him. And the second thing is I want him um, to pursue that God, right? I, I can't control him knowing that there's a God that loves him. That's going to be stuff that he has to cultivate on his own time. I can, I can introduce him to God and I can show him all kinds of great things. But at the end of the day, one day he's going to have to make his decision and decide, man, is that, is that a God that I want to pursue? And so those are things that I can't control, but I get, I get kind of, nerve-wrecked about because I want him to know God and I want him to love God. And that's something that I can't do for him. That's going to end up being something um, that he has to do on his own one day. And so I feel like if we're honest, man, we really pray the majority of the time when it's time for, for God to do something in our life, right? We like to rub that lamp. Hey God, I hadn't talked to you in a couple months, but things are pretty crazy at work. You think you could show up and do, do something for me? And, and that's a dangerous way to pray um, because man, God wants you more intimately every day, not just, in those, not just in those crazy moments. And we're about to look at that. And so is that really how it should be? Should it be that we just go to God with only hard things? Should we go to God? Should you go to God whenever you feel helpless? Absolutely. But I don't think it should be the only time that we go to God. And so the good news for you and I this morning, the good news um, going forward for the rest of the series is that we're not the first people to ask this question. We're not the first people to say, hey, what's up with this prayer thing, right? And so if you have your Bibles, um, go ahead and open your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. If you're in your car or you're on your, or your couch, wherever you're at, um, I'll give you a second to do that. But if you don't have a Bible, that's okay. It's going to be right up here on the screen. And so we'll be able to go through it uh, together. But Luke chapter 11, we're gonna be in the first four verses of Luke chapter 11. And it's pretty crazy. I'm gonna read it first and then we're gonna kind of unpack it. But when this came to my attention this week, when Pastor Jeff brought this to my attention this week, I was like, holy cow, that's incredible. Um, and I further saw my need for prayer. And so here we go, we're diving right in. He said, he was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, 
Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, whenever you pray, say, Father, your name be honored as holy, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves also forgive everyone in debt to us and do not bring us into temptation. Wow. So here's what blew my mind this past week. As you walk through this text and you look at this text, the first thing that I want us to notice and the first thing that I don't want us to miss is the very first thing that happens in this passage, right? And we're gonna get to um, the fact that this is a pretty popular verse amongst um, culture, even, even secular culture, right? A lot of them like to use this passage. But the first thing right out the gates before we even get into the text uh, or, or the, the prayer itself is that, man, there's one thing that his disciples asked of him while he was here. One thing, one thing they said, hey, teach us one thing to pray. Teach us to pray, not, hey, teach us how to do miracles, not, hey, teach us how to gather a large following because a large following can be impactful and we wanna be impactful. Not, hey, teach me how to fix problems in my own life, personal problems, but they say, hey, above all that, man, we want you, Jesus, to teach us how to pray. Wow. (laughs) If I was gonna ask Jesus one question, I can be honest and transparent with you, Prayer would not, how to pray, that would probably not be on my radar. It would probably be one of the other things that I listed because I I think a lot of times we just take prayer for granted and we really don't appreciate the things in the moments that happen inside of prayer or the things that happen on the other side of prayer. And so that's crazy that they come right out the gates and they say, hey, Jesus, teach us to pray. Teach us what that looks like. And so here's the the second thing that he says, right? As you kind of keep going through the passage and you're looking in verse two, he says, okay, I'm gonna teach you how to pray. Here's how you should pray. And this, and this passage kind of looks uh, really familiar, I'm sure, because it's something that we've all, whether heard it in grade school or growing up or at a football game or at a baseball game. I know in high school um, with a team full of unsaved kids, man, we used to belt this, the Lord's Prayer out every game day, right? Because, hey, a little, little something extra, a little, a little extra mojo on game day today, right? And so it's all the wrong reasons. Um, but because of that, it became a popular prayer. And it's called often the Lord's Prayer. But what's, interestingly, what's interesting enough is that it probably shouldn't be called the Lord's Prayer. It should probably become called something more like the model prayer, right? Because it, I don't think, personally, this is the prayer that Jesus would have prayed. I don't think Jesus would have had to ask God to forgive, us, to forgive him of his sins because Jesus was perfect, right? And so really what I think this is, is I think this is a model prayer. And in this model prayer, we're gonna kind of walk through this pattern that Jesus lays out for us to pray. And he says, hey, okay, you wanna learn how to pray, I'm gonna teach you how to pray. Here is a pattern that you should follow in your life. And man, it's been so encouraging because as I look at this prayer and I look at my own life, I'm like, man, I, this is great. I need to be doing and exercising some of these patterns in my own life as I go to God. And the first thing is this right out the gates. And he says, hey, he said, whenever you pray, say, Father. Start, start right off the bat with acknowledging, man, hey, who God is, and then also acknowledge man, I need to be in a relationship with the guy that I am praying to. There is a relationship aspect there um, when I go to God that I need to make sure, man, I'm, I'm in a good place. I, me and Jesus, we have entered that relationship together. And so now the rest of my requests, um, I'm gonna be in a good place with him. And that's not to say that you have to be in a relationship with Jesus for God to hear your prayers. Uh, I don't think you do, but Jesus is saying, hey, recognize the fact that you're in a relationship first with the guy that you're praying to uh, because he's talking to his disciples and his disciples are walking alongside him and he knows that. And then he keeps going and he, and he says this and he says, uh, the next thing, we must understand this part of our responsibility. And this is at the back half of verse two. He says, um, honor God's kingdom and do his will. 
Father, your name be honored as holy and your kingdom come. Man, recognize that yes, you're in a relationship with this God, but recognize who the God that you're praying to is, the God that is holy, the God that wants his kingdom now, his will to be done. And so he kind of goes into that and he says, hey, first thing, Acknowledge that you're in a relationship with this guy. That's what you want. It's the father that loves you and that wants to cultivate this relationship with you and that wants to nurture you. And the second thing is that when you're talking to him, recognize that he is your father, but man, he is a holy father and he is a holy father that has an agenda and his agenda is that his kingdom is here on earth. And so first two things, hey, it's a father and it's a father who is holy and wants his will to be done. And, and it's not about getting our way, right? It's not about, hey God, uh, here's my agenda. Here's what I want out of you. If you could just navigate this, work this out in my life. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, hey, how can we go to God and, and look and say, God, I want what your will is for my life. And, and so he kind of lays that out for them and says, this is what I want for you. This is how I want this to happen. And then he goes on in the next verse and he says this, he says, give us each day our daily bread. That's kind of like an obscure thing, right? Like that's, Okay, I get the first two. That's like spiritual and prayer is spiritual, but I don't really know if I understand the give us our daily bread. And here's what God's saying. Here's what Jesus is saying in that verse. He's saying, when you go to God, you need to understand your dependency on God. You need to understand that God is your provider and wants to be your provider. And so uh, when things happen in your life and you feel like you need to go to him, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. He wants you to come to the throne room. Let me put it in perspective like this. Ravi Zacharias, he's one of my favorite um, uh, pastors and he just kind of passed away this past year, um, unfortunately. But one of the things he said in regards to this verse was, if we don't get daily bread, then we have less of a need for God, right? If we aren't getting our, our bread daily, the things that we need daily, then we start to have some of that mindset where, man, this is all about me. I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. I feel like I have a pretty good grip on what's going on in this area of my life. And I don't, you know, God, I don't really need any daily bread in this part of my life. I don't really need anything to sustain me, that food to sustain me, you as my source to sustain me in this area of my life because I feel like I'm doing pretty good. And I think that's the implication Jesus is getting at when he says our daily bread. He says, man, I want you to need your father daily. I want you to lean into him daily. I don't want there to ever be a moment where you feel like you have it figured out because the moment that we feel like we have it figured out is the moment that we've completely neglected depending on God and God is in the business of letting you depend on him. He wants to be that source for you. He wants to be the supplier of your daily bread. And then he ends this prayer with this part. He says, <clears throat> give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins and forgive us our sins. Let acknowledge in that moment the guy that you're talking to, yes, in that prayer, but also acknowledge in that moment the person that you are in light of that conversation. Acknowledge that you're a sinful human that is constantly in need of God's grace in your life. And so this is kind of the pattern that he lays out. And there's three things, and I'm gonna put them on the screen. There's three things that he does here in this prayer that are three big things. And I think that we should pull out of this and say, hey, with that pattern, what are the three things that he's really trying to unpack for me? And they're this. In verse two, he says, hey, acknowledge who God is. Acknowledge who the guy that you're praying to is. In the, in the third verse, the second thing, he says, understand your dependence on God always. Not just sometimes, not just when you feel like you really need him, but understand there is a constant need for God in our, our, in our lives and in our relationship. And then the last one in verse four, recognize who you are. Recognize that as a human, we are in constant need of God's grace. We are in constant need of him to do what he is in the business of doing and pour out his grace on our lives on a regular basis. And, uh, and really and truly the point of God, the reason this is so important is because the point of prayer 
is not to get God's favor, but to conform our will to his. Nowhere in these three things do we see God saying, hey, you, you just let me know what you want and I'm gonna take care of it regardless of what I want for myself and regardless of um, what implications this has for anybody else around you. Instead, the point of prayer is not to get God's favor, but to conform our will to his. We change, but God does not. We change, you are constantly going through the wishy-washy ebb and flow of life, but God is not. God is consistent. God is, is firm in who he is and what he wants accomplished. And so, man, when you go to prayer, don't go to prayer with an agenda outside of, God, what do you want for me in this situation? What do you want for me in this moment? What do you want for me in this season? Because, man, I really want your will for my life, not just my will for my life. Um, because really and truly, I think that brings us closer to Jesus. And there's no better thing that you're gonna get in your life than to get closer to Jesus. And so our lack of self-recognition when we usually pray is probably due to the fact that um, we're naturally inclined to look outward, right? At other people, opposed to doing what this passage is saying and look inward. And so if we're not careful, <clears throat> a, a, an unhealthy prayer life can become a really about other people and not necessarily about ourselves. And what I'm not saying is don't pray for other people, absolutely pray for other people. But in the middle of that, don't become so focused on other people and their problems and what they're doing wrong that you've neglected to spend your own time um, asking Jesus to show you in your own life where you're lacking conforming to his will and, and being made more like him. I think that's so huge. And I think that's what this prayer is getting at, that man, God wants you to understand what he wants for you and what he wants for himself and to conform to that. And so prayer is all, all about understanding God's heart and, and he wants this and, and naturally um, it's gonna happen. And naturally, as we begin to pray with the right mind and a right heart, what's gonna happen is your agenda is gonna line up with God's agenda. And that is exactly where we want to be um, because the more we pray, the more God is gonna reveal to us, man, it's not about that. It's not about you. It's been about me. And so um, here's a great quote that we heard this week and one that I thought was definitely worth sharing with you guys, but you're not done praying until you have no will left. Hey, AJ, I, I've been praying for a while and I, and I think I, maybe God's just not hearing me or, or I feel like maybe I'm not praying for the right thing or I'm not doing it right or whatever. Um, well, well have, have you kind of like looked at what you're praying for and lined it up against what God's word says and, and what you know he wants and, and any of that. You know, I haven't really done that yet, but, but I still am just kind of not really feeling like God's hearing my prayer. Well, man, in your time, make sure that you're, decide, you're asking God, hey, reveal your will to me because I, I don't want things if they're in contrast to the things that you want, God. I want the things that you want in my life and, and pray until you are rid of your will. And the, and the reality of that is, it's kind of a catch-22 question is because while we're wearing skin, while you're wearing skin, while I'm wearing skin, we're gonna have some will left that we struggle with. The guy that wrote over half the New Testament has an entire chapter dedicated to the fact that he had some will left and he struggled with some sin. And so the answer to that question is keep praying. You're not gonna get to a place where you're like, wow, I feel pretty good and I, and I feel like I don't need to pray anymore. There's always gonna be daily bread that you need in your relationship with God. So go back to prayer as much as you possibly can. And so with that said, it still becomes kind of tricky and it, and it still gets kind of interesting when we're not really sure, we're not really understanding how prayer works. And so one thing that God definitely wants you to understand is how to communicate with him. And so we're gonna unpack that um, throughout the rest of the series. But here's our takeaway today is that if you don't know, it's okay to pray about prayer. It's okay to say, man, God, I don't know what you want out of me and I don't know how to do this and I don't know how to communicate with you and I feel like I'm not doing it right. Pray, ask God, hey God, I just want you to reveal yourself to me and I want you to reveal 
how I should be praying, how, if there's any of my will left, it's okay to pray about the idea of prayer. It's okay to say, God, I really don't know how to do this. I've never done this before, um, but I really wanna know how to be in a conversation with you. And I really wanna know how to communicate with you because if, if God is the source for everything in that prayer, then I really want to make sure there's an outlet that I have to communicate with that God as he sustains me and as he loves me and as he nurtures me um, throughout my life. And so it's okay to tell him, you don't know how to pray or how to pray like you should. It's okay to let him know that um, because he already knows that. And he wants you to get honest with yourself and reveal that to him in your prayer time. And so um, the challenge this week that we have for you guys is decide to pray. Decide this week, if it's a spiritual discipline that you've just kind of neglected and and haven't really dove into, the challenge this week is decide to be intentional about that and decide to cut out time and have these honest conversations with God and and start to get rid of ourselves and lean into more of what he wants out of us. And so not only when when you're stressed and you're desperate this week, because those are good times to pray, but not only when you're stressed and desperate this week, really try um, to carve out some time to pray with Jesus. And so maybe you're watching this and, and you haven't prayed. Maybe you're watching this and, and it's for the first time and you're saying, okay, <clears throat> this has always been like a weird thing to me. I feel like there's nobody in the room and you're telling me there's a guy in the sky maybe, or is he like uh, above the roof somewhere? I don't understand. And, and you've never prayed before. I'm gonna pray with you here in a minute, but I really wanna encourage you um, in the chat to go ahead and reach out and just be honest with somebody in our, in our chat today and say, hey, I've never really prayed um, and I would like someone to pray with me today for the first time. And I, and I would like someone to show me what that looks like and model that in my life. Bring those prayer requests that you have because life is stressful uh, and life looks like this backdrop a lot of times. And so bring those to that conversation as you click on that live prayer button right now in the chat. And, and we will be glad and we would love to do that. Honestly, I'm not joking when I say this, hearing from you and hearing your hearts in prayer is one of the, if not the highlight of our week, every week at the online campus. We love it. And so do that this week. If it's your first time and you've never prayed before, reach out and someone will be glad to do that with you. If you have been, if you've been a Christian and this is something you feel good about, or if it's something that you feel like you've neglected for a long time and need to stop neglecting, man, I wanna encourage you to reach out too and say, hey, I need prayer because one of the things that we wanna do is pray for you as you guys pray for yourselves and as you pray for others throughout this message series. Because we're gonna be praying for ourselves, but we're also gonna be praying for each other as a staff during the series because that's one of the things that we wanna be intentional about as we walk through this and as we let Jesus kind of refine us and shape us in the middle of all this. And so um, if, if that's you and you've been a Christian, you've been walking with God, hey, that's great. We would still love to pray with you and we still wanna do that and we still wanna unpack that for you. But that's what I've got for you today. I'm really excited about the rest of the sermon series. I'm really excited um, to see what we have next and to see what it looks like to go to God for requests and what it looks like um, to kind of discern what we're thinking and still take that petition to God. So um, it should be really good and I'm really excited about it, but I'm going to pray for us um, and then we're going to get out of here. Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much um, that you are a God who loves us and a God who, who wants to know us intimately. And so you went so far as to lay out a prayer for us so that we would know exactly the pattern with which we should communicate to you. We know exactly who we're talking to and how we should talk to him. And so, Father, I pray that you would just convict us this week if, if it's an area where we need convicting. And I pray that you would encourage us if it's an area where we need encouraging. But, but let us not take lightly um, the impact that prayer can have and the impact prayer should have on us daily, Father. We love you, and we're so grateful for you. In Jesus' name, amen.